because it's a big deal and certainly um, getting reaction from right across the country, certainly with gun owners, um, because I think a lot of people will look at this as a knee-jerk reaction to gun crime. And Toronto City Council is, in fact, calling on the feds to allow them to ban all handguns and ammunition in the city of Toronto, even though you could drive 10 minutes in any which way direction and buy one and then come back to Toronto. It does not make a lot of sense. A ban on legal handguns would not have done anything to stop Sunday's mass shooting. He was carrying an illegal weapon, nor would it address any of the gang shootings that we have seen on city streets. At best, it is a token move to look like you've got a solution to a problem that wouldn't be fixed. Um, and, and I come from that. I don't even like guns. I would never own a gun, but I see it as token solutions, not something that would fix things. Criminals don't care about bans. They also don't care about laws. I want to bring in someone who knows more about guns than probably anybody. Tony Bernardo is the executive director over at the Canadian uh, Shooting Sports. He joins me now. Tony, what's your first reaction to city council pushing through this, uh, you know, request for a gun ban in Toronto and ammunition ban? Uh, It saddens me, Alex. Um, You know, it was amazing how fast this morphed from being a maniac that was killing people on the street mm-hmm. with an illegal gun to all of a sudden being the fault of the you know, three-quarter of a million target shooters in Canada that never did anything wrong today. Is it symbolic or, you know, I've been fairly critical of it because I'm not sure how this would have stopped, if at all, what happened on Sunday. But do you see anything um, that is an actual solution in what they've done? No, no, it's, it's strictly knee-jerk reaction, uh, symbolic in its nature. There's nothing that would happen in a handgun ban of Toronto and the ammunition ban that would have affected any of this. It was in the legal gun, the legal magazines, and illegal uh, ammunition that was smuggled into the country, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, you, you have an awful lot of experience with guns. And from what you have seen of the video of the, uh, the gunman, um, what does it tell you about him? Did he know what he was doing? Yes, I think so. Um, the stance that he had, um, I I suppose if somebody was deeply into gaming, they might be able to pull that off. But it looked to me like he was trained, at least to some degree. Right. And as far as, you know, what the actual solution would be, I can't imagine legal gun owners in this country, let alone here in Ontario, you know, listening to the fallout of this tragedy. I can't imagine that they would have an issue of being inspected. So I look at this and I say, we've already got rules on the books that mean legal gun owners have to go through inspection. Why wouldn't the city then just elevate those inspections and say, hey, we're going to be more regular and make sure that legal guns are staying where they should? Well, you know, it's funny, uh, but the city doesn't do that inspection. It's done actually by the chief firearms office in Aurelia. It's an Ontario-wide thing. But could they not Um, then arrange with the federal government to say, hey, our solution is to go that route? Yeah, back back, uh, several years ago, the uh, chief firearms office decided to inspect the collections of old people because they thought that old people might carelessly store their firearms. They had hundreds and hundreds of people that they were going to inspect. They got about halfway through the list and abandoned the program because they did not find a single violation anywhere. Right. 
that's not to say that all gun owners are are um, responsible, um, but you know, I, I like to say that. <laughs> well, but but mostly they are. We've got pretty yeah, strict sure, uh, regulations as as we we look at them now. Yeah, um, very severe. But we do have new numbers out that say we are finding more legal uh, legal Canadian guns on the streets that are being bought legally and then sold off. Well, I, I think it's it's interesting that you mentioned that because the police talk about four different instances where this happened. Four. Four. Yeah. The other thing is, is they keep pulling this number out that 50% of the firearms used in crime originated in Canada. Yeah, well, sort of. It's 50% of the ones that were successfully traced, Mm -hmm. which was 28% of the guns. So it's 50% of 28%. Right. That's not the same as 50%, not even close. But, and, they, and they don't say where those firearms came from. They presumably would come from break and enters, in which case to blame the person for that is to victimize them twice. Right. But again, what would your solution then be? What do you think? I mean, we haven't even uh, we haven't even buried two dead children uh, and we don't actually Terrible. know what the cause was or the motive in this particular shooting. But gun violence and, and we've got this, you know, um, vote coming down mm-hmm. quickly based on gun violence what is the solution then if, well, you know speaking I, on behalf of those who are in you know you're the you're the expert what would you suggest that that has to happen yeah, well first of all i'm not a criminologist so we have to establish that i'm an expert on firearms but not yeah. on on criminality yeah um however it seems to me that the other moves that the city council was proposing seem like really good ones i mean the, the vast majority of the problems we're going to have in Toronto with these type of things are gang-related, number yep. one, mm-hmm. and, and the potential of terrorism-related. When, when you have somebody who just goes completely crazy off the rails, this, they, they could use a van. Oh, apparently they have. And, um, and, and, the, and the consequences are just as tragic. Crazy people do crazy things, right? Mm-hmm. But when you're talking about trying to control these things, uh, the the best controls that they can do are on the gangs for sure, absolutely for sure. And of course, you know terrorism. I I think in in my opinion, much of the terrorism that we have in Canada, we've imported. Um, and and realistically, I think that our our services do a terrific job of countering this as best as one could ever expect to have happen. But there will always be some that get by. Where do you see this fight going? Do you get the sense that the feds want to, uh, you know, going into an election year, do you get the sense the feds are going to move on this? They have been, I guess, uh, Mr. Goodale said yesterday that they have been looking into tightening up handgun rules. Is that what you're hearing that they're going to do? No, I'm not hearing that. Um, And and Mr. Goodale did say that, but he also said that to do so would be incredibly difficult. It, It would be incredibly difficult because legitimately, I can't see what else you can do to us. We're inspected every single day. We have laws to safely transport, safely store, safely use. Mm-hmm. We have to have permits just to move them outside our house. I mean, honestly, what else can you do to us? Yeah. Well, I'm sure if they can find a way, they will. But our, I'm sure. uh, I mean, we're, we could be looking at a real showdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think a showdown... Um, a little over a year from the next federal election is probably not someplace they're going to go anytime soon. Yeah, we will see. Uh, Tony, yeah, Tony, thanks so much. Well, always a pleasure, Alex. Thank you very much. 
That is Tony Bernardo joining us uh, tonight. Um, we're in an election year. Uh, a couple of friends, obviously, at the municipal level right across uh, the province. And certainly there are elections coming up at the federal level. And the last thing they want to be talking about is gun legislation or changing it, unless, of course, it is politically uh, in their favor. And so maybe they'll do some polling in the next couple of days. And if sentiment is right in the public, we'll see all sorts of different kind of political posturing. But the one area that I go back to is the sentencing on gun crimes. And if we do want to actually take a bite out of this, other than shutting off the border points where they're smuggled in, then you actually have to make it so that people will be scared that they'll go to jail. And if we don't get these kinds of uh, proper sentencing structures in in place, people are never going to be scared. And of course, we had that, but then judges across the country started making uh, their own sentencing, saying it was unconstitutional. Uh, so, you know, if if the liberals want to do this right, come up with a mandatory minimum on gun crimes, that will be political savvy for all. But to punish legal gun owners, to me, does not seem fair because generally speaking, they do, in fact, follow the laws. From Point, I'm Alex Pearson, and this is Global News Radio.